Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, Shay Ryan Douglas here and today is a really exciting conversation because I'm joined with Miriam and Adam and Sovereign and we're going to open up the discussion around we are open circle and how these practices and these principles are really important for our day today. You can probably hear a plane going off in the background, but that's the beauty of doing these lives is that we get this live interaction, live engagement. And so we're going to be talking about, you know, communities, in-person communities, online communities, tools for community, um, practical ways that we can come back into harmony, come into coherence with most importantly ourselves and then also with others. So. I'm excited to have this conversation with Miriam and Adam, who've got great experience in facilitating facilitators. So this is really exciting. They do, um, they go beyond and above in so many ways. And Sovereign has actually just been a part of a recent training. Um, and I'm excited to hear how that went for you, Sovereign, because um, you've got years of experience as well. I hear crickets. Yeah, my internet is a little glitch. So, so maybe you could give us a little bit of context as to um, how We Are Open Circles was kind of initiated and what what that even means. And then we could really explore like the importance of this in today's world, um, particularly with everything going on right now. Um, It seems really relevant that we work together in localized community groups in person as well as online with these tools to be able to overcome any challenging confrontation or any um, you know, difficult conversation so that we can come back into coherence and come back into understanding with one another. Mm. And, um, how, did this, how did this come about? Because you know, the last 12 months we've been doing feeling-based relating a couple of times a week and the Brave New Life community has been growing exponentially. And then this seems like you know, we, we hit the kind of ceiling and then we are open circle just kind of exploded the ceiling off the house <laughs> um, that so. is a very beautiful way to put it and it, it was very timely um last night i had a beautiful um inspiration to share what the successional kind of build up of the momentum was and where in our brave new life ecosystem there was the sense felt awareness not because i'm so intelligent it's just it's part of the the field that we each co-navigate in that allowed me to recognize that we were getting ready for succession because there needs to be a certain group coherence about shared desire attraction willingness to take what one would call maybe to take responsibility but really to involve oneself and without there being predefined roles for that that sometimes can be challenging in online community structures like because 
as far as it can go, you can make somebody an admin or a moderator and it's yay. And then they can go and police other people around. And that's like, you know, that's, that's not a role that is functional, particularly in the Brave New Life community. But because we've had such a love-filled and love-orientated supportive ecosystem from the, from the start, I noticed that we were getting ready for uh, a form that I didn't know how to put into words. And so what I brought into Brave New Life was the feeling-based relating, based on our human nature, on our sovereignty, based on syntropy. How would we do it in nature as, as the humans that we are? And that level of relating is beautiful, particularly one-on-one. -on -one, and we've explored and kind of trained ourselves for the past months in doing that in larger groups but to say that we had any definition or any actually unpacking of what a circle even is, what that archetype means, what is the form and what are the different patterns in the weave of such a circle. Um, so that what Imani and I brought naturally into this space of Brave New Life and you did as well and some have as a natural kind of feeling but everybody has their own take on that i really was looking for a shared language a shared experience through which a shared comprehension and a shared pulse in a community becomes a shared story and when something in my experience becomes a shared story it has the capacity to live into the next generation and when the timely event came because i just i just knew that it had to happen and i had looked around for quite some time in different areas and i was just like it's okay yeah well and then from our own brave new life community rebecca she tapped me on the shoulder and she said i think that you may be interested in this and so I was, of course, very busy, da, 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 um, Mr. Mr. Business, and being all important. And I was like, oh, I don't really have time for that. And I, I felt a tap on my shoulder. And so I know when to pay attention. And so I, I spent the due diligence to look at it. And that really took me like 10 minutes because I looked at it and I was like, okay, this is it. This is great. Okay, let's make this happen. Because for any community to to be able to thrive onwards succession is required and succession means a handover of kind of like primary carrying capacity of of not so much roles and responsibilities but kind of being responsible for the for the main flow that happens within an ecosystem, and I relate, as many people know, this all to the agroforest, and that's where succession is, like without it, it just gets stagnant, and without that process of, of death, then there is um, no capacity for growth, because a certain amount of death needs to incur in order to create the space, and so we went through a beautiful process, and I went through a death process. It was deliciously not pleasant uh, because, I, and I knew that that was happening. And but it doesn't matter how much psychological awareness one has about how this works in human ecology, you still have to go through the the death cycle. And so, um, for me, it was just such a graceful process because navigating the up leveling and going through the training myself with Adam and Miriam 
um, it brought a lot up for me because it showed me all my quote unquote limitations in where I hadn't shown light, but that's what a, what an ego mind does. It, it kind of looks like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't retrieve those gems yet. Oh, now I'm not special. And, and I'm going to no longer be special. So this has been a beautiful process for me to go through because it's, it's a continual journey of humbling. And so I'm just really delighted after the training and having come into a bit of a rebirth and a reboost of energy to be able to be with all of you here and um yeah it's it's a great time for me to kind of step back and at the same time kind of lean in even more because there is just more what i call quantity of quality uh, uh, quantity and quality of consolidated life in our um our ecosystem there's more of us that feel inspired about the same inspiration that I've had, but they also are enabled to walk with that. And that may be something that we can go into. Like, what are we going to be enabled with? We've got one more training coming up. That's awesome, Sovereign. <laughs> I love your way in articulating it. And I'm curious to hear from you, Miriam, um, you know, facilitating the, the training. What, like, how did you get into this and why did you think this was relevant or kind of what's your background story of like what led you to this point in time to be um you know sharing these these opportunities with people ah oh, thank you so much for that invitation shay can i disrupt it <laughs> the invitation i mean um because i'm i'm kind of stuck on something that shay said i mean sorry that sovereign said someone was like well so what does this enable and i thought wow it'd be so cool I, I will tell my story. I'm not avoiding that. Um, but it'd be so cool just to take a moment now to actually sense and feel that enabling. Um, mm. Part of what we do is just in this moment, just to take a moment wherever you are, wherever you are listening, just to look around you. What time of day it is. Your feet on the ground. Or... Just the room or the, the land around you is taking a moment to take it in and inviting it in and taking a moment also to check in with yourself. How are you in this moment? What are you bringing with you to this conversation? It's so simple. and yet so profound. That invitation just to invite more in into this present moment of where we are. And because Sovereign, you were talking about your vision, I also would love to invite in something for me which opens a different form of knowing. Um, and so I wanted, before I, I will get to my story, Shay, but before that, I wanted to read this poem, which was coming to me as you were talking. Um, it's called A Vision, and it's a poem by Wendell Berry. And I'd like to invite everyone who's listening to this to take a moment um, to allow yourself to be in your space as you listen to this, to let these words filter in in any way 
that you would like in this moment? A Vision by Wendell Berry. If we will have the wisdom to survive, to stand like low-growing trees on a ruined place, renewing, enriching it, enriching it then a long time after we are dead, the lives our lives prepare will live here, their houses strongly placed upon the valley sides, fields and gardens rich in the windows. The river will run clear as we will never know it, and over it, birdsong like a canopy. On the steeps where greed and ignorance cut down the old forest, an old forest will stand. Its rich leaf fall, drifting on its roots. The veins of forgotten springs will have opened. Families will be singing in the fields. In their voices, they will hear a music risen out of the ground. Memory, native to this valley, will spread over it like a grove. And memory will grow into legend, legend into song, song into sacrament. The abundance of this place, the songs of its people and its birds will be health and wisdom and indwelling light. This is no paradisal dream. Its hardship is its possibility. This is no paradisal dream. Its hardship is its possibility. I couldn't resist reading that because Sovereign, everything that you said was that last line. And I just wanna just acknowledge your bravery and your courage as a leader of this community um, to have said what you said um, and also to be willing to go through a death so that new life can continue to come back again and again. So thank you for, for doing that. Just wanted to recognize you in this moment. That's not my story, but that's the story of this work. That's so powerful, Miriam. Thanks for sharing that. Um, really appreciate taking a moment to, to just check in. And from what I understand, this process is really about um, coming together to check in and just check in with each other. and. Maybe, Adam, um, I'd be curious to hear from yourself. You could elaborate on that a little bit more as, as what's involved in um, we, are open, we Are Open Circle kind of community processes and the way that you um, facilitate these circles. Sure, yeah. Um, as Miriam was reading that, I was looking off to the some clear cuts uh, beyond the forest of my the property that I'm on right now which has been replanted and growing and, and I'm attempting to steward and there's definitely a lot of hardship in that. So I, I, I got lost in that. So thank you, Miriam. Um, kind of helped me forget that, that uh, I, I don't like public speaking, <laughs> especially not live on the internet. So help me be here. Um, yeah, you know, I wanna go, if, it, if it's okay, I guess it's gonna be okay. You wouldn't probably say no to this. Um, to the end of, of kind of the end of what we do, which is also the beginning because our process is circular. Um, but the 
what we call um, stage four, um, which is like the end, if you're going through one, two, three, and four, is about vision. And um, I want to bring that in because it's like, where are we going with this work? Um, and it's so related to what Sovereign was talking about in the poem that Miriam, Miriam brought in. Um, w the way that we, we think about, have learned about, um, and, and feel about vision um, is that we don't own it. You know, we have so many um, famous leaders out there or, or visionaries, um, and it, it starts to seem to human beings, I think, or definitely to me, that some people are visionaries and the rest of us kind of live our lives, um, you know, at half speed or something, or we're followers or we participate as cogs in, in somebody else's machine. Um, but the way that I've, that we and I have thought about vision is that it comes from somewhere else. And because we have, we have an identity, like I'm Adam sitting here, um, I'm the, you know, co-founder of We Are Open Circle, I'm a facilitator, I'm a trainer, I'm all these things, that I have a vision. I had a vision, or Miriam had a vision. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't tell you where that vision came from. I can sort of name all the circumstances going back that might have brought us to create this organization. Um, but where did all those circumstances come from? It's like, if we look back, even the scientific paradigm back to the Big Bang, the origin story, it's like, no one can say where, okay, what happened before that? No one can say that. And vision is like that for human beings and for communities and for companies and for social profit organizations. It's like, yeah, maybe one or a few people had a vision, but then what, and created something around that. Um, but it's that ownership problem that's also part of the solution and that, that solution is what sovereign was talking about like we're stewarding a vision it came maybe it was the earth that dreamed it or maybe it was spirit that brought it that delivered it or whatever however we want to conceive of that um, it's much bigger than any of our individual identities and each of us have access to a part of a bigger vision or many visions um, and we call this we call this to not get it confused with um, like a vision statement or a visionary individual. We call it animating spirit. And some people might call that God or some might call it, you know, whatever, mystery, many other words for it um, that inspires us to do something. But organizations and communities start to fail when we when we forget that we don't own that we don't own that we're just stewarding it just like everything that's good on this earth and in this life, we're stewarding, even these bodies, you know, we're in a sense, we're stewarding them for a period of time and then we, we drop them. And um, who knows where we came from and who knows where we're going, but we have a vehicle right now. And that vehicle of vision, it, it also carries people together. It brings us together like Brave New Life community, vision, bringing people together um, and so if I go back to the beginning, the first step in starting to forget, starting to forget or unlearn that we are owners of any of this stuff is to start to listen to other people, to listen to ourselves, to um, maybe sit with a reality that, that we're not right about everything or maybe anything completely, and that we can sit with our, our, our wrongness, our, our doubt, our, um, the limited frames of our biases, all that stuff that sort of 
fix us, fixes us in these, in these positions that we find ourselves in. And it's so getting a little more mechanical here. It's simply a process of sitting and listening to each other. Um, and because we have such ingrained patterns of, of responding and reacting and fitting everything into a box that our mind is already categorized, um, the, the container that we create and that we we train other people to create is one that helps us to step out of those, of those limited frames. And it's pretty simple. Um, there's five elements that we share, which are about form. And there's four intentions, which are kind of so big that it's impossible. We hope to, to do them right. Or to say if anybody else is doing them right. So we don't get into like, you're doing it right and you're not doing it right. Or I got it and you don't have it. Um, it's a moving sort of target that, and it's also can be interpreted in many different ways. So it can fit into different, different, uh, containers, different cultural containers. So we just do a lot of that, a lot of listening. Um, Miriam and I have, have a lot, um, we have, a, well, I don't want to say we have a lot of experience. We have quite a bit of experience in different, a lot of different environments, everything from prisons to corporate organizations to um, family systems, um, nonprofits, many different types and different places. Um, and so have a lot, we just sort of have a lot of stories to add to the mix about um, how this works and, and helping people to see beyond what they might feel like is a limitation in their facilitation or, or what's happening. So we share that too. And some theory, we bring in some science and some, um, some of the wisdom practices that we've, we've learned along the way as ways of understanding what's going on. And, and one last thing, helping to tell the big story of, of what it is to be a human being through this practice. That's huge. I, I love the way that you explained it and um, just simply coming together and listening to others, which it sounds so simple, but from my experience over the last 12 months and feeling based relating in the Brave New Life, so it can be extremely challenging. Like Sovereign mentioned it, all the busyness and the things to do and I've got to go here. And so often I find even with myself, I don't give myself the time to check in with me, let alone a, a whole group of coming together of community. So it um, seems to be really poignant time for this kind of work. I mean, being alive as a human being, it's always going to be important to have open ways of relating with others. And so for this practice to come in and this process that you guys have, are bringing in and, and teaching to the world, I feel is um, hugely significant. And I'm curious to hear from, from Sovereign, your insights of doing the training the last three times um, I know I'm aware that you've got another training coming up for Australian time zone, which I'm super pumped about. I'm very excited to go on the journey with you guys. And, um, or maybe Miriam, you want to share, like, what's it like when people kind of start, you said there's a, it's like a four stage process. They're going through stage one and, and you, maybe you're seeing these light bulbs go off and they're getting these huge insights and you can see people really starting to catch on to it. Or is it, kind of like that poem where you got to go down into the pit, you got to experience the hardship and then kind of come out the other end and blossom out like a flower. What's it, what's it like from your experience? I hate this answer when other people give it to me, but it depends. <laughs> it depends. Um, and, you know, one of the things is that as we, um, or I can say as I opened up to my listening um, and I can maybe feed some of my story in here. You know, I kind of 
um, was someone who noticed that however hard I tried to make change in my life or in the world, it seemed to go around in circles. Um, and that was kind of um, infuriating and depressing. Um, and so I decided that I was actually going to try and do something about it. Um, and I hear this story a lot. Um, what it did was um, when I became very committed to that is that um, in order for me to listen to that, to really listen, uh, it brought me to my knees. I needed to surrender the things that I held most precious. And I have tears in my eyes as I say this because that's not easy. That's really tough to, to actually like give up things that I that I wanted or thought I wanted or that I didn't know I wanted and pretended I didn't, but I really did. <laughs> um, and to really just give them up so that I could listen uh, in a different way. And I think that, that that's why the answer is it, it really does depend. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, it's this sort of, this the aha moments are the, for me the realisation of what I'm hanging on to or seeing other people go, oh, I didn't even realise that I was seeing that that was actually a shutter, you know, it's something that I was not seeing. And suddenly the aha moments is like, oh, my gosh, um, I didn't even realise I was shutting that out. Um, and then the process um, for me was then um, looking at then what that brought up in my life and in, in my community and it brought up tension. And um, then I had to learn about my relationship with tension and, um, you know, understand that, you know, tension is creative tension of transformation and tension, um, you know, what, what enables me to ride that tension towards change. You know, I was really, really confused today. I was, I've, I've been confused all day. And in the past, when I was confused, I would have gone, that's wrong. I shouldn't be confused. I should be clear. In fact, I still did that. I admit it. I'm like, why? I shouldn't be confused. I should know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but, I've, but I've been taught through the work that we've done is that when I feel that confusion, when I'm like, when I'm in that space of like surrender, that is actually the place of transformation. That is actually the place, a birthing place of something new. Um, and then, um, you know, and then the work typically, particularly in community, looks at like, okay, now we've got that experience. What is it? What is it? What does it look like to make decisions? What decisions are we making consciously and unconsciously all the time? And how do we make decisions in the communities that we're a part of? And how do we, how do we be aware of of the impact of our power on others, and others' power on us? Um, and and then finally, as Adam said, we go into this area of what does it mean to travel through rites of passage together in a community? What does it mean to transform and change together? And this is like such a huge question for us now. As a society and culture, uh, it's no one is instigating this change and this transformation that's happening on all levels all around us. So what is it to ride this change together and remain cohesive, to actually support each other? in it, um, beyond the words of support, beyond the ideals of support, in our day-to-day, -day, how we relate to each other as we make decisions and filter through information. Um, so that's the journey. And um, from a personal point of view, um, 
the work is alive as a facilitator for me because it is always alive. Adam and I go into any group and um, there were a couple of people who attended both the trainings. While the form is simple, as Adam said, and the elements are, are, are very, very simple, what happens in a group is alive and changes. And, um, and so, you know, that is where the excitement and the aliveness comes from. What is it to be in and to navigate that aliveness um, in that moment? So um, every single training, uh, we have people come back to our trainings like, you know, <laughs> five or six times because they're like, whoa, what's going to happen this time? So, yeah, it's alive. And there is a process, um, but it is always alive. That's amazing. And those are big questions um, around transformation, changing, you know, larger systems by starting with what we've got right in front of us, the aliveness of our relationships, the people that, you know, we're surrounded with and having these tools seem to be, as you've uh, expressed, very, very important and sovereign i'd be open to hearing your perspective on maybe answering some of these amazing brilliant questions that miriam has brought up or if you want to share a little bit on your experience after doing the courses well, i'd be just love to hear from you man thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast i really hope you enjoyed this series and if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com hope you have a great day guys and a huge love from me and see you next time